1973. 1973 when this song was released. Leonard Skinner, the album was pronounced Leonard Skinner. Probably one of the most popular riffs. You know, I, um, welcome everybody, episode five. Ninety-four was my first motorcycle experience. I uh, I bought a Suzuki. It was a nineteen. I want to be honest. It was a nineteen eighty-two, maybe an eighty-two. Nineteen eighty-two Suzuki GS three twenty-five. I bought the thing for I think it was fifty bucks. Needed some work. Did some work on it. Got it running. Uh, buddy Albert was driving around in a Honda. I was jealous. Wanted to ride. You know, I think we both had our permits. <laughs> Got on the bikes. Decided we were going to go to Bike Week in Laconia, New Hampshire. It's probably about two and a half, three hours by car. It took us, like, I mean, we went, of course, in the height of Bike Week. Traffic was ridiculous. It took us like six hours to get there. Riding a a cruiser bike the reason I even bring it up and tell the story I mean it was a ride of endurance but uh, shame on me when we were there uh, Leonard Skinner was performing that night we could have stayed but uh, we decided we had a long haul home so we drove all the way up there spent the day and then cruised all the way back home they were they were passing out beers they would uh, pass out beers in the street, small little mini cans. It was uh, quite the experience. I uh, do regret not going to see the great Leonard Skinner live. Probably never get an opportunity like that ever again. Well, here we are, guys. Episode 5. So glad to have you. I uh, just want to uh, say thank you, everybody, for uh, all the support. Uh, this has been quite the ride, uh, really just getting, uh, acclimated to, um, you know, just this, this, uh, this process, uh, you know, really committing to saying, Hey, I'm going to come in here and, uh, sit down and uh, deliver a great product, uh, and, uh, just keep you guys listening, keep you guys entertained. You know, 1973, I mentioned that was, uh, the release of that, uh, song, Leonard Skinner, uh, Freebird, uh, you know. Again, such a great hit. You know, back then, we're talking 1973, uh, the New York Yankees. Um, geez, CBS sold New York Yankees to uh, uh, George Steinbrenner. $10 million. Imagine that uh, for one of the largest uh, grossing uh, sports franchises. Man, he, he turned that that into an empire. You know, just a crazy, uh, crazy time, you know. Um Vietnam War was still going on, you know, the the the, uh, the whole uh, idea of uh, revolution and uh, uh, people coming together and uh, regardless of, uh, you know, I think Woodstock, regardless of, uh, you know, what side you were on, a lot of people, uh, I mean, granted they were high on acid, but 
regardless of that, it was uh, uh, quite the um, remarkable experience to see that many people come together for uh, for any reason, uh, regardless of what that might be. And um, although I wasn't there, I I I, uh, I get some great information from Steve. Uh, Stevie's a good friend. Uh, older gentleman was around at that era. He didn't make it to Woodstock. He traveled, got there, and somehow didn't didn't make it in. Uh, we haven't got to that part of the story yet, but as soon as I figure it out or uh, I get to it, I'll I'll be sure to share it with you guys. So, um, welcome, welcome, uh, the Bobby Kudo Show. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a couple days. Uh, just trying to kind of you know gap these uh, the podcasts, you know, just even them out. I, I mean, I don't want to um, overdo it. Uh, you know, it's again, it's you know, it's all about content and. Um, really making it relevant to, you know, what's going on. And, you know, again, like weeks like this, it's just, uh, there's so much really going on. Um, I mean, the minute to minute, uh, you know, that hurricane running through, uh, how crazy was that? Uh, literally wiping out the Bahamas. I mean, you're talking about um, one of the um, premier uh, vacation spots for uh, middle-class uh, Americans, you know, and uh, you look at the footage of uh, what was there and uh, what's left and you realize uh, the uh, uh, the powerful uh, the power of mother nature and how insignificant we really are um, and uh, you know you think of the power of a hurricane and how quickly you can just uh, devastate and wipe out everything around you um, it's pretty amazing um, you know I, I just I, I you know I find it odd uh, I don't know if anybody can agree with me or not but uh, I really found it odd that um I didn't hear a lot about it. You know, you, you heard that the, the hurricane was coming. You, they named it. Um, but you really didn't, um, you didn't know. Uh, I mean, I, at least I didn't. Maybe maybe somebody can correct me. But I didn't know um, that um, it was going to be that devastating. I think, you know, I, when I heard it was going to be a, um, a tropical storm and then it kind of moved along. And then I think just the idea that it sat over the island uh, for as long as it did, moving at like one... Um, yeah, Hurricane uh, Dorian. Um, actually, just kind of reading uh, headline now. Um, that the the devastation and the toll. Uh, there there is out of control, man. Uh, it's just one of those things that just being at the wrong place, uh, at the wrong time. It's uh, it's just a, a tragedy to see all those families displaced and people hiding in their attics and not knowing if anybody's coming for them or not. Uh, I can't imagine being in a situation like that. You know, we take it for granted. Uh, we got FEMA and. Um, you know, we, we, uh, really depend on, um, you know, our government agencies to look out for us when, uh, situations like that take place. But, you know, you look at Katrina and how that all turned out. And, uh, you know, that was a situation where, um, just not being, uh, I don't know if it's not being prepared or just not having the resources to, um, support that, uh, that mass of, of, of just destruction and devastation. You know what I mean? Literally wiping out, um, everything. Uh, that that is there uh, you got total complete um, uh, loss of of life and um, generations of people um, so you know really my, my heart goes out to those people and um, I hope if uh, you can support a cause uh, that would be uh, one that you would think of um, supporting you know I um, again you, you really can't control these things but I'll tell you you know again with the with the news and the, and the meteorology and the way that they um, you know they portray these storms like they're um, like they're humanized. You know what I mean? You actually hear the people in the interviews referring to them like they have some type of uh, um, being uh, or existence. And the truth of the matter is, it it just again 
the media inflicting that idea of um, of fear. Um, it's uh, um, we kind of take it, uh, you know, it's almost you're numb to it. You know what I mean? It, you're watching TV and, and the way that they talk about devastating and you know these are catastrophic. It's all these keywords that immediately get you uh, you get your attention and you know stay tuned and they they bombard you with. Uh, commercials and advertising but uh, I guess that's just the process and that's just the way it is I think we all uh, we all can appreciate and uh, enjoy being a little scared once in a while I mean um, it's just kind of human nature you know people uh, tend to want to prepare and get ready for those storms and of course the situation like this where the Bahamas takes place I don't even know that these people were even aware that um, the magnitude of uh, this energy that was going to be just just wiping out everything they know and everything they have. So, again, I don't want to go too long about that, but uh, just really just uh, wanted to comment and say that um, that's just amazing uh, that uh, that there are people still still there and um, trying to make through the rubble and destruction uh, and make sense of their lives again. So, again, if you can if you can help out, I, I I'm going to take a look and see what I can do, but. Again, uh, um, just it's really just tragic and uh, scary for those people. Um, and this other stuff that you're hearing, uh, 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 vaping, you know, uh, uh, the CDC just said the number of, of possible cases of vaping, lung-related diseases, up to five people. Um, you know, I, I find it odd. You know, I, I think vaping, um, if, I, if, I'm, if my memory serves me right, it's been around for a couple of years, uh, and it's just I find it odd that all of a sudden... Um, People, people are dying from it. I mean, you would think that uh, the amount of, of, I mean, I, you know, I, I know that uh, I hear it all the time. You see it all the time. Um, it's a very popular product. Uh, so, I mean, I would imagine we could safely say um, uh, millions of people maybe uh, that, that vape, a million people that vape. Uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe that's a more reasonable number. But uh, even still, you know, you got five people that have died from this mysterious lung disease. Is it something in the chemicals that they're, they're vaping or is it the, the actual product in general? And you wonder, um, you know, what, 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 what it could possibly be. I mean, that's, uh, most people um, have been doing that. They, you know, the idea that, you know, you could uh, vape and it was a little safer than smoking a cigarette and the tar and um, all those things. But then again, you know, you, you got to be cautious with these things because, you know, it's again, you imagine you wonder the amount of money, um, the amount of money that the tobacco companies lose to, you know these um, what is it, Jewel and um, these these um, electronic cigarette companies. So um, it's kind of like the alcohol wars, man. It's, you, you're talking a bottomless um, a bottomless um, bucket of funding. You know they they just got so much money that they can they can put out these these studies and and, and everything's one sided and lopsided to um, to um, you know put their product in light, you know, that it's, oh, it's more dangerous to vape than it is to smoke cigarettes. You know, it's, you know, quite, you know, I, I either pick one or the other. They're both dangerous. You know, you, you got to realize the, uh, the consequences of, uh, you know, inhaling anything like that, whether it's, uh, cannabis or, um, or nicotine, uh, you know, inhaling that much vapor. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, I, I, I don't, um, I don't vape, um, tobacco products so i i don't know but i do know that you know i could be driving down the road and it looks like the car in front of me is on fire when when i see the humongous puff of smoke 
or people like exit the the driver window or passenger window. Um, it really just is a huge amount of, um, I guess it's vapor, not smoke. Um, so I mean, I, I mean, I think if you if you're taking that much into your lungs, uh, I, I guess it's it's probably not a good idea. And maybe of course anything in moderation would be uh, probably uh, a good idea. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, people are um, people are dying. It's uh, just a crazy crazy thing uh you know i just again these are some some of the crazy things this week that i just i've come across and just like wow really surprised to to hear these things but again i'm not a i'm not a vapor so i don't know um i don't really know i mean just to, like anybody who vapes if you could comment did do you feel it in your lungs when you vape is it like that kind of sensation or you know because i know i remember when i used to i used to smoke years ago i haven't smoked for many years um, but when I used to smoke, I, I mean, I, I used to, I did, I, I felt it. Actually, ultimately, the reason why I quit smoking was because I could feel it in my lungs. Um, I remember I had picked up AJ. Uh, he was little, and I picked him up, and I was holding him on my chest, and I could feel, um, I could feel my lungs. I could just feel the pressure of him in my lungs, and I, and it scared me a little bit. You know, I, uh, you know, you, you have friends, and you know people that die from, you know, a terrible, this terrible illness, and. Um, you think to yourself, gee, I, I, I hate to, I hate to do this to myself. You know, people, people die from it, um, just naturally, uh, from no fault of their own. And, you know, here I am, um, probably inducing or, um, increasing my chances of, 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 uh, developing, uh, some type of, uh, um, you know, fatal disease or, uh, life, uh, long illness, uh, you know, emphysema is a son of a bitch, man. Uh, you get something like that, and uh, that's that's tough to live with. You know, you people carry around uh, oxygen tanks, and I mean, it's uh, it's a tough way to live. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm sorry to anybody that's got that's got that they got to deal with that in their lives, but uh, if you can prevent that, man, I I would imagine you know anybody you talk to um, would 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 tell you to just kind of you know just be conscious of of what you're putting in your lungs. Again, not to be uh, uh, preaching or telling anybody what to do, but um, is it worth it? You know, I, I, I guess we all do shit when we, we're young and we, 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 we party, we, uh, you don't realize the, the damage you're doing to yourself, but, uh, you know, when you're young, you can get away with that shit, man. Like I remember being able to party on a, on a Sunday night and get up on Monday and be like, no problem. Here we go. And now the idea of partying on a Saturday, uh, I have said, I said, gee, man, am I going to be, <laughs> am I going to be hung over on Monday? <laughs> so uh, things change, you know, things change as you get a little older. But again, I, I, you know, as, as, as I get older, I try to, um, be conscious of what I put in my body because I, I know that, uh, it's not going to help me otherwise. So, um, really yeah, just curious. I mean, do you feel that in your lungs? Vapors, anybody out there vaping? Uh, let me know. I'm real, I'm real curious on that. Hit us up on uh, Twitter. Um, you know, uh, comment on the show. That would be, that would be fantastic. Um, so, um, on another note, uh, you know, I, I struggle with these conversations, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to avoid certain conversations because I know, um, you know, one, I'm five episodes into a podcast, something that I, I hope and dream that, um, will, will grow to, um, a thousand, uh, 10,000 followers. You know what I mean? Why, why, why think, why think small? I want to think big. And, um, I, I guess, the only way to 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 
the only way that you can reach people, I guess, um, is by talk, maybe talking about things that you don't normally talk about. Uh, I, I if I was to come on here and just you know talk about the weather, uh, then you know you guys are gonna listen to somebody else. I mean, it's got to make sense. It's got to be, um, it's got to be on point. And um, this is one of those topics that I try to stay away from. And um, you know, I I mentioned it before on other on other uh, episodes, and I'll mention it again. Um, I have a, a good friend, uh, Steve Silvestri. Uh, he's a fan of the show. Um, and he's a, uh, NRA, um, uh, second amendment, uh, safety gun instructor, uh, very knowledgeable about the laws and the, the, um, uh, safety, uh, of firearms. So, you know, whenever I, I, you know, I, I, I think about these types of situations, but the, actually the topic I'm, I want to mention, um, I always think of him and, you know, I, I always think that, you know, if I had a question about it, he'd probably be the one I, I'd, I would ask. And, you know, I, I, if anybody, if you've been watching the news, um, a terrible tragedy uh, that happened um, at Walmart. Uh, a guy walked in there uh, and uh, just shot at shooting people. And um, just a, a terrible, terrible situation um, that, I mean, shouldn't happen anyway. I mean, I... I live out um, just outside of Boston. There's a town, a uh, neighbor of mine in Taunton, and um, I believe it was about, probably about two years ago now. A guy walked in there um, with a gun and just you know started shooting people. Um, luckily, it wasn't um, it, there was someone in there that was able to take him down and get the gun, and um, um, it, it wasn't like a you know a, 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 it might have made, I think it did make the national lose, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, a catastrophic, uh, you know, 20 deaths. It, you know, it wasn't like this whole, um, like the, this, the Walmart situation. Um, but nonetheless, um, this guy walks into a Walmart, um, unless you live under a rock, you haven't heard it, and, and uh, shoots up some people. Um, and then all of a sudden, Walmart, um, for some odd reason, uh, decides that... <clears throat> Um, I'll read this here. In March, Dick Sporting Goods said that it would stop selling guns uh, and ammunition at 125 of its more than 700 stores. In addition, the other businesses such as Starbucks, Targets, Wendy's, and most recently, um, Craig had asked customers not to openly carry their guns in the stores. Now, this is, so it says openly carry guns in stores. So they're asking you not, if you you have a carry, a license to carry. See, I live in Massachusetts. Um, Depending on what the laws are in your state, in my state, I can't carry an open. I can't. I can't openly carry a gun. Um, I have a license to carry a large capacity, but when I carry my firearm, you can't see it. The law says that you in Massachusetts anyway, you can't see it. So for me, this this isn't that this isn't any this doesn't any different for me. So they're not saying that they're telling you not to carry. Um, so the news kind of spun it for me for a little bit. Kind of, I was. When I heard it, I was infuriated. How? What? What do you mean? Like you know, you would think this this recent tragedy that happened at Walmart. Why would they? What, why would Walmart tell their customers not to carry their firearms in their store? That, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. Because if you were just attacked, so you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna go on the edge um, with this statistics. And again, I I would probably refer to Steve on this, but I would have guessed that anyone who owns a home or has an apartment, or a place of their own, um, if, God forbid, 
uh, someone, you know, you're at work, you're out clubbing, you're uh, at the grocery store, um, you're walking your dog, wherever you may be. And someone breaks into your house and robs you, takes all your shit. You know, you come home, everything you own is all over the place. The valuables are gone. Um, Your furniture is strung about, papers everywhere. So, you know, aside from the fact of the financial impact that that has on you, um, the emotional impact uh, is um, is really the, the the big concern. So, the first thing most people do, uh, I would think most reasonable people uh, would do, is say to themselves, "I I got to protect myself, right? I got to make sure that this never happens again." You know, I was a victim here, um, and I and I don't want to be a victim moving forward. So, uh, I'm going to do something to protect myself. So. I would imagine most people go out, <clears throat> apply for their license to carry, uh, get their license, and purchase a firearm. And at least, you know, uh, you know, like myself, um, I I typically don't carry my firearm. I find that uh, most places that I go um, don't either don't allow it, or um, I, I just don't want to find myself in a situation where I can't go somewhere because I have my firearm with me. Um, I might feel different if I had um, a different, um, let's just say, a different firearm, uh, something that was more comfortable, maybe a little more compact to carry. And again, that might be something that I invest in at some point. Um, but but at, at this time, I just I typically don't. Um, but that's not to say so so so. Um, that's not to say that I don't have that firearm at the ready. Um, say God forbid someone were to to come into my home while I'm in bed sleeping or um, in my home watching TV with my family. So no matter what I'm doing, uh, if I'm in my home and I have, and I have, you know, if someone, an intruder tries to get, I can protect myself. And I think that most Americans that are victims or feel like they're victims do the same thing. You know, you go out, you get yourself some way or some form of, of, of protection, Uh, probably a burglar alarm, um, and then while you're waiting for your burglar alarm to be installed, you go ahead and you, you get a firearm. So, um, this whole thing about, you know, like Walmart and, and them coming out and saying, um, um, that they don't want, they're asking customers to not openly carry guns. And so that makes sense to me because of the recent tragedy. Um, so normally, you know, guys, I, I, I hate to, you know, to, to say things that I don't have facts about, but I'm pretty comfortable with saying that I think believe in Texas is an open carry state. So in the state of Texas, um, you can walk down the street with a shotgun strapped to your back and that's okay. Um, where I live in Massachusetts, um, if you try to do that, um, I can assure you that uh, it won't be long before someone calls the police and um, they come and get you and either luckily, hopefully uh, they'll tase you and handcuff you and you won't get shot. But um, I, I don't know that I would take that chance. Uh, and quite honestly, that's that's some of the issues. So, um, you know, I, I think you hear the whole the whole country crying about, um, um, you know, are these people um, uh, psychologically um, um, or mentally capable of having a firearm? And again, not to beat a dead horse and to bring the subject back up, um, but quite honestly, uh, the answer is is, is simple. Um, I think you you know when 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 I went from my process of getting my license, um, you know, not only did I have to fill out an application. Um, 
with a signature and a consent to pull my um, my police record, my my police record. So, um, you know, with a check, well, I think it was a hundred bucks at the time. Of course, I can't do any of this without going through my safety course. So, in order to even apply for my license, I had to go um, and I had to have a safety course, uh, which Steve Silvestri facilitated. Uh, and I actually did it with friends and family. We did it together. And then once I had that certificate from him saying that I was safe and uh, knowledgeable about the firearm, then I could apply. And at that point, I applied. Um, it, you know, and then they, they, you know, the, the the police department, you know, they called uh, Sergeant Lafleur called um, and said, "Hey, you know, Matsukudo, you know, you applied for your uh, license to carry. Uh, I just want you to need you to come down, do our interview, and we can talk about it. <clears throat> and I can write the check. That's when you wrote the check." Um, so I drove down to the police department, uh, on that date. Um, I met with the sergeant, um, we sat down, we, he went over my, my record. Uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing about it was, um, the, um, the story I told you guys about in the last episode, uh, about us being arrested, um, at the, uh, blockbuster video parking lot. Um, that actually came up, uh, that actually showed up in my police record that we were arrested, um, a trespass after notice was to charge. So, um, it was funny that he mentioned it because I didn't even, when you fill up the application, you're supposed to put down anything like that. That yeah, I, I, when, I, when, when, we had, when we had left the court, um, the lawyer had, had told us that, that it wouldn't even show up in our record, but somehow there it was. Um, and that wasn't the only time it, it showed up. There was another time in my life that it showed up too, and it, um, it actually interfered with some important documents in my life, but we got, we got past it. Um, but it, this particular time he brought it up and I told him like, you know, we were the whole situation. We're on the Avenue waiting for a ride. And, uh, one thing led to another and we ended up, uh, getting arrested. So he, you know, he actually uh, found the, the story amusing, realizing that, you know, again, I'm, I'm not a threat. And, um, you know, him and I probably sat for an hour, uh, and we talked about me. We talked about, um, some of the things that I enjoyed doing. So we actually got a, a, a meeting. So he, he, before he, approved my application I had to sit and meet with him so if I was if I had some type of psychosis or I was exhibiting some type of angst or anger um, um, he at any moment could have not approved my application and I wouldn't have a license to carry so um, I, I I don't know that and again the 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 issue today is that you don't know what to believe um, one one side says one thing, another side says another. You know, one politician says one thing, one but, and it's like everybody's talking about well, we're going to ban assault rifles, we're going to ban assault rifles. It's not about banning. You know, I mean, I hate to use this analogy, but um, firefighters they use water to put out fire, right? Right? They put out fires with water, right? So police. Um, they stop bad guys with guns. That's that's how they stop bad guys. They stop bad guys with guns. Firefighters put out fires with water, um, and that's how and that's how we and that's how we survive. Um, you, you, you don't take the guns away from the good guys. I'm a good guy. I would protect you. If, if God forbid we were in a Walmart and I was carrying my firearm and some psycho fuck came in and decided that he was hell bent on, on hurting people, I would I would I would get my fa- I would get my family out if I was with my family I'd get my family out of there and I would I would I would stay I would take him out I would risk my life to, to, to save others I would do that and I can save the same thing for everyone I know 
anyone I know, anyone I know who carries a firearm would would do the same thing. These are good, law-abiding people who exercise the Second Amendment. So stopping people like myself, like these good people, from carrying their firearms or restricting them from getting, you know, ammunition. Like, okay, Walmart, I, what, what, what do you, what, what's the plan? Is it because you don't want to be the next one the news is talking about? Because the news is going to say, oh, well, uh, you know, the gunman went in and he bought his firearm from Walmart. Is that is that what the problem is? Because the last guy didn't buy it from a Walmart. The last guy bought it from another guy. So is it, are you afraid that you're going to be a headline? Like I just I think it's cowardly to make these decisions um, at these moments. You know I I it's no different. You know you, you you're married. You're in a relationship. Your boyfriend girlfriend. You know you make stupid decisions when you're mad. You're not thinking clearly. It, it, they're, they're, they're just the, the decisions that are not thought through. Um, and somehow you know this isn't CVS deciding that they're not going to sell sell tobacco anymore. That's a good thing. CVS saying, hey, we're not going to sell tobacco anymore. That's a good thing. You know why? Because cigarettes cause cancer. I have never seen a gun jump out of somebody's holster and shoot another person. Guns don't kill people. I know. And, and, and it, I, again, I don't want to sound corny or repetitive, but they don't. It's... It, it, it's I, I, if if you're gonna give I, again the Second Amendment, it's it's everybody's right, and I don't want to go on a tear about it, but it's our right. So destroying that right isn't gonna make guns go away. These are sick people. These are sick people who just want to destroy something beautiful, and that's what they do. You, you can't explain it, and 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 you know. You know, with the fear of, of repeating myself, um, you can't understand it. These people do what they do because they just they're not they're not balanced. But I can tell you, if they if they had to sit down with the sergeant and have a conversation and talk about who they are and what their what their life is, um, then that sergeant or that 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 police officer or that that interviewee or you know, again, you know what? If it's too much for the police departments, you know, for the ministry, if that's the case, then you hire you hire a third party. You know, make it an appointment. I have to go down and sit down with this person and have a have a, a a conversation. I'm not crazy. I can have a gun. Why do you want a gun? Well, I want a gun because I you know I like to shoot things that um, you know at at a, at a target range. I like to I like to shoot you know um, cans bottles. And uh, I like the idea of having the protection in my home should an intruder come in my house. Those are, those are good, good law-abiding, you know, all lawful purposes. All lawful purposes. Those are all good reasons. But again, it, it, it's somehow the message, it, it's, it's you, you don't, you don't, you don't cripple people by, by taking their, away their, their ability to protect themselves. So... I mean, I I don't want to keep you know talking about that, but um, 
it's just something that I think we just really, again, we need to have a conversation about it. We need to talk about it. And it's, you know, one side is so, is just yelling and screaming. The other side is, is loud and yelling and screaming. And somewhere in the middle, um, we're in this tug of war uh, and, and none of it makes sense. So um, nobody's coming to take my gun. I ain't doing it. I won't allow it. You know, speaking of the government, I mean, can you guys believe um, I, I had posted... Just shifting gears. Yeah, I had posted um, on my Instagram uh, and the Twitter uh, for the Bobby Kudo show. <laughs> Maya Correa, father of a mess. You see this guy? This guy's unbelievable. So this dude, um, J A S I E L Giselle, 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 F Correa. Um, born in December 11, 1991. Young, young guy. Two, uh, 2013 career ran for a seat in Forever City Council, placing 10th and 18th. Uh, top nine finishes of elected prior to the start of next term. Councilman Kathy Veras accepted Councilman Mayor of Um, Flanagan created a vacancy, uh, and he left. And then this guy got in, and he was the youngest mayor at 23 ever elected in Forever. So, so, so he was elected and he was in office, uh, took office in January, 2016. So in 2016, he was the mayor. And then in 2018, check this out. You, you, listen, I'm not making this up. I swear to God, if you don't live around here, you don't know this. So I'm going to tell you something. You, you guys are going to laugh in October of that, of 2018. So he got, he was in office 2015, November in October of 2018, he was arrested. Correa was arrested and charged with wire fraud amounting to $231,000 and filing false tax returns. Um, the charge against Correa, uh, against Correa uh, accused him of using uh, funds from his company, Snow Owl, as his own personal ATM and defrauding investors. He denied the charges and said that he would not resign as the mayor. In February 2019, uh, Correa made an, an offer to reimburse Seven investors of his company totaling $306,000. The offer was withdrawn um, the following month. So this happens, right? So this guy is charged um, for this wire fraud thing. And so, of course, the city council says, hey, listen, this guy's got to resign. We got So in early November 2018, four of the city council called upon... Correa to resign on 2018. The council voted and gave Correa five business days to resign. Else uh, faces recall election. December 26th. Again, guys, I'm not making this up. I swear to God. December 26th, Correa said that he would not resign. The city council met on January 2nd and set March 12th as a date to, as a, for a recall election. Under the recall provision in Florida City Char- uh, Charter, the official subject to recall election um, has the option to obtain the final nomination papers and candidate and ballot succeed. So, so the idea is that they're going to try to get him out. So Correa obtained these papers, um, and then four candidates submitted the three hundred signatures. The first step in appealing the ballot and the broader. So, no joke. The they held another election. <laughs> the ballot was where they first asked Correa to recall the majority, voted his recall, and he won. Guys, he won. Swear to God. So, <laughs> so this guy gets charged on wire fraud, two hundred thirty-one thousand dollars. 
they have a recall election to get him out. On March 19, 10 voted as a part of a final lawsuit and the certification re-election session on March 12 voted city council. So this guy, <laughs> all right, and this is it. So he, he wins the election and uh, thus while voters recall correct, they also re-elect, re they re-elected him successful himself. He entitled and served the remainder of the victory in 2020. So he gets re-elected in March 19. And so this month, September 2019, so he gets voted back in. On September 6, 2019, Correll was arrested by the FBI for allegedly extorting, extorting cannabis vendors and a building owner for cash and items such as a Batman Rolex watch. The 11 new charges included extortion, conspiracy, extortion, aiding and abetting, <laughs> bribery for the people included Correll's former chief of staff, Geneva Andrade were also arrested. I mean, the guy is a thug. The guy is a fucking thug. Welcome to Forever. I, I, you know, it's one thing, like that the guy, um, you know what? You're the fuck. You're the mayor. You're the fucking mayor. And you, you're extorting people, wire fraud, two hundred sixty thousand dollars, and then they reelect you and they put you back in office. You know what, Fall River? You deserve what you got. I hate to say it out loud, but you did. You deserve what you got. Why? How the hell? You know what? The idea that you people would get out and you get in your cars, right? You would drive to an election poll, right? To 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 all to go through all that bullshit. Because I don't know anybody who enjoys going going to vote, right? I don't. It's a pain in the ass. So the, the idea that everybody went, you went, right? You went there. How many votes? 7,829 to 4,911. He, 61% of the people voted to keep him in the office. And he did, and he stayed. And and, it, and he stayed long enough. So, and, and like Fall River is one of these up-and-coming cities. So um, it, it used to be a textile city. Uh, if, you, if, if you know anything about this, this region, um, huge, huge immigrants coming in from New York, New Jersey. They were kind of heading out this way. Um, actually, what well, that's what drew my 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 parents um, to this area was the textile industry. It was there were mills everywhere. These huge brick or granite mills um, where they were manufacturing um, uh, clothes. Um, so that's I mean that's that's that was the city was vibrant. It was alive. There was a lot of people coming here. Uh, and it exploded. Um, I, my whole life, I've lived in the city of Farva. Um, just recently, uh, ten years where I live now, but uh, my whole life was in Farva. And uh, you know, although the 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 you know the mayors were always kind of questionable, but um, never like this. I mean, I think the last mayor, um, Flanagan, I think it was Flanagan, and then there was another one before him. I think it was might have been Correa, but um, they were always, I guess, okay. Right, I mean, it's now nah, you can't even drive in the city of Florida without without like hitting a pothole every five feet. It's it's crazy. It's insane. It's amazing. And then and it's no wonder. So if this shit's going on, and they they actually found out, you know, about this, um, him extorting cannabis vendors. Um, obviously, there's one rat. I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before one of them. Um, and I believe that's what they're doing now. Is they're like doing like plea plea deals, plea bargains, so that, um. They don't uh, have to go to jail. But uh, 
again, like, you know what, man? Like, seriously. Seriously? I, 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 I don't even know. I, you know what? Maybe I should run. Maybe I should run for mayor. I should. I should run for mayor. I should go. I should go. I think you got to live there, though. I think, I don't know. My mom still lives there, so I can still claim residence. You know what I mean? And I should go there, and I should straighten this shit out, man. Drain the swamp. Straighten it right out. I know what that city needs. The first thing that thing needs is, like, you know what? I, I'm signing contracts and deals with, with every paver in the area. You guys are going to come in. We're going to do, like, a full-out sweep. We're going to tear up all the roads. Right? Tear up all the roads and fix them. Especially the main roads. And then just reconfigure the whole way that traffic is traveling through that city. You just you got to fix it. It's a, it's a it's just a mess. It's a mess. And the city has a lot of potential. It does. It really does. So back to what I was saying, like the, the, the like the textile companies were here. So these huge buildings are all in the city now. So now all these cannabis companies are buying these mills because they can, obviously they can grow large amounts of cannabis in these mills. Um, and they just got to outfit them with the air conditioning and lights and all that shit. But there's a bunch of them that popped up everywhere. Um, you know, and, and, and that's fine. That's It's got to come from somewhere. Um, and these huge buildings are just kind of sitting there dilapidated and empty. So the idea that these people can come in and rehab them and um, use them again. Yeah, why? That's a, that's a great thing. I think that's fantastic for the economy. But the idea that this douchebag was taking a, a, like, like bribing people and taking a cut of the taxpayers' money. Man, really? Like, you're that much of a douchebag? Because, yeah, you're a di- And the idea that you think that one second you're not going to get caught? Like, come on, dude. You're going to get caught. They're going to get you. I mean, you know what? If I was the mayor, man, I'd be blinging everywhere. You know you're never going to pay for a meal. Every restaurant you go to, they'd be like, oh, hey, the mayor's here. The mayor's here. You know? And you make a big deal out of it, right? You'd be a cool mayor. Drive around, cool car. Hang out with the police chief. You know, make sure things are good. You know? Make sure that the park department's doing what they're doing. You know? Make sure that the the, the, the waterworks department, make what they're doing is doing. You know, like everybody's working cohesively. Because that's what you need. You get these schools that they spent all this crazy money on schools and they, they're all falling apart because nobody's nobody doing any maintenance on them. They just, they put them up and they just leave them there. Fix these things, man. You spent all this crazy money on them. You know, and the idea that you got to build a, a new school where the old school used to be, I mean, I, maybe there's some type of government funding and the land is granted that way, but maybe you should move these schools, man. They get, they got my elementary school, I'm, I'm sorry, my middle school that I went to, Morton Middle School, um, they literally built the new school exactly where the old school was. And it's at the bottom of a fucking mountain. So if you walk, if you walk into school... Like the whole idea, like uphill both ways, no joke. I'm, I'm, it, they call it the seven hills because there's seven hills on one big hill. So, yeah, it's exactly, it's a, probably a mile long. And we'd be climbing that shit in the middle of winter in the ice, in the snow. Like they weren't calling snow days for us, man. I remember going to school and just being wet and shitty all day long. My socks wet. My, my pants wet. But still we went. I remember oh, the worst would be walking home over a mile, let's say, probably like two miles. It didn't matter what the freaking weather was doing, man. You still have to get home. My mom was working. 
I had no choice. I had to walk. It sucked. But they put a school in the same fucking place. Why would you do that? Why would you put the school right in the same place? It's a terrible location to put a school. The bottom of a hill. There's like no place to do anything. They put some basketball courts there and even those are like miniature. And if you lose the ball, it's going out in the road and down the hill. You're never going to see it again. doesn't make any sense. But again, you know, the people of forever are making some fantastic decisions anyway. Obviously, you know, we're keeping this fucking moron in the office. It's amazing to me. You know, you wonder. You wonder. Um, so I've been, um, I've been real, I've been, I've been getting real comfortable with Twitter and, uh, listening to, um, a lot of different podcasts and, uh, just getting a feel for, for what's out there and want to make sure that I'm, I'm at par, you know what I mean? At least par or, or above par of, of, of the, you know, the product I'm delivering, the quality, uh, of the audio, making sure that this, you know, just, it, it's just right. You know what I mean? And, um. So I'm, I'm trying to get a, a lot of different ideas and um, I'm doing a lot of like Twittering and, and I've got, I've joined a lot of groups and um, you know, it's one thing that I've found is that the podcast podcast community is very loyal. Um, it, there really is a, 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 a group of people. Um, it's uh, it's, it's, it's almost odd. You know, if you don't, if you don't podcast, you don't really know it exists. And then, um, you stop podcasting and you stop listening to these people and you, you, you're communicating via Twitter and you almost feel like you become uh, part of it. Um, and the support is fantastic. Um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I, I was able to find some of these, um, some of these people. Um, and I you know, really hats off to, to um, Drama City Productions and um, those guys over there. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they got a great product uh, and, some great some it's a some great audio and they've been really supportive of me uh they you know the first group to take me on um you know i've had the pleasure of kind of like messaging back and forth uh, on twitter and um it's just really a a like-minded group of people uh and you realize that um you know we're just like everybody else right but but somehow um you know, maybe the town criers, right? Maybe we're the ones, you know, the, the, in Rome, standing on the box and delivering the message. You know what I mean? And just, you know, putting, putting, putting the, putting the no, the noise out there. Um, just trying to, you know, shake things up, make people think a little bit. Uh, so, so, um, just a cool experience to be a part of it. Uh, to see how it all works, and um, I feel like it's evolving. Uh, I feel like the, the 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 ideas come to me, uh, and I want to I want to put them in the show, and, and I think um, you know like what do I, what, what do I want what do I want to do next, and is it is it, is it does it is it does it mean bringing a guest in? Does it mean bringing somebody um, to talk to? You know, I, I <laughs> Gary uh, is um, has agreed to come on the show, and so you know I'll see him tomorrow, uh, and we'll we'll talk. Uh, and maybe get a date uh, when I can get him on the show. I, we, we, him and I, we, <laughs> we went on a trip to Mexico uh, in 1998. I, I remember, I, in, I think episode one, I mentioned um, that we uh, ended up getting some glass bottle of Coronas on the on the runway. But Gary was one of those guys that went with us, um, and uh, what a great story! Well, actually, you know what? Great stories. 
and I'm, I want to get him on the show. So um, just talking about that direction and bringing in um, uh, like somebody to talk to and um, bringing these characters on the show. I just I want to bring life to, to what I'm talking about because I think it's important, uh, you know, that I'm talking about these people and I'm telling you these stories and these experiences that I'm having with them. So, I mean, what better for me to tell you the story and the experience and then maybe to have them come in and talk about that experience. I think, uh, I think that's where the, um, I think that's where the pop's going to come from in the show. So, so I'm really, uh, excited to, to start doing that. Um, um, sooner than later, sooner than later. It's just, again, I, I you know, I, it's, it's, I, this might sound crazy to you, but, um, I just feel a little selfish right now. I'm just not ready to, I don't know that I'm ready to share the microphone yet. Uh, I like the idea that I could come on here and, um, you know, kind of plan a little something, something in my head. I, I, you know, I write my, I got my sticky notes all in front of me with all my, my notes and, um, it just kind of leads me in some direction, but, um, I, I never kind of follow, um, or, or, or yet to follow a script of any sort. Like, I really just like the idea that I can, uh, I can come on here and just talk about the things I want to talk about. They talk about Walmart, talk about the mayor of Fall River, um, you know, and, and, and just kind of shake, shake the tree a little bit and see what, what, what drops. Um, so, um, with that said, you know, I, I don't, we're going on 50 minutes here. I mean, it just, this just seemed like this show kind of flew by, but, um, you know, I just, it's September, <laughs> summer, summer is gone. You know, you know, summer's dead when you deflate in the, the pool floaties. That's what I did this weekend. Uh, it was funny. They deflated. I have to. I have to take a picture of them and post it. It looks like a crime scene. All the, all the deflated floaties. Uh, kind of the kind of the sign that uh, summer's on its way out. But you know what? If you live in New England, you, you gotta love the seasons. You gotta you gotta love the seasons. You know. Granted, you know we all bitch about the snow. And um, hats off to my um, my Comcast brothers uh, who are humping ladders in the snow and trying to find a parking spot when. Uh, when there are none, you know what I mean? They, they, they bury the sidewalks in the streets with snow, and these guys are humping these uh, 28-foot ladders around. Uh, they're the unsung heroes bringing us our internet and our uh, entertainment. Uh, so, But uh, the weather changes quick here. Uh, even today, uh, you go from wearing shorts and getting sunburns to uh, wearing a sweatshirt and uh, already complaining that it's too cold. Uh so, you know what even today I was thinking about you know what I got I gotta get I gotta get um I gotta get some wood for the wood stove I'd say we installed that thing when uh shortly after we moved here um someone told me hey it'd be a great idea and the great part about it was um you know, I, I got I got a little bit of land with a lot of trees so I just go out there with the chainsaw man I let out some frustrations put the headphones on let the music play and uh Chop some wood, you know what I mean? Keeps me fit too. It's great exercise, a lot of work, but it's worth it. I love it. Keeps the keeps the house so warm in the in the winter time. If you don't have one, you should get one. Wood stove that is, if you can anyway. Um, some people do the whole uh, fireplace thing, but I tell you, you get that wood stove uh, nice and warm or steaming hot in the uh, in the winter time, man. It keeps the house so warm. Feels so good. Feels so good. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, that, that's pretty much it for the episode. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go, uh, uh, too far into anything else. I mean, it was really those, those kind of those topics that I really wanted to just bring up and, 
Um, like I said, I wanted to, uh, I hate to repeat myself, but shake the tree a little bit. Um, see if I can just get some comments um, and your opinion on, on how you feel. Uh, you know, again, I, I know it's a sensitive subject in the country right now. Um, and a lot of people just refuse to talk about it. But I, I think that's the wrong thing to do. Um, again, um, people with the idea of just take it all away, take it all away. That's a scary thought for me. Uh, it scares me and it should, it should scare you whether, regardless of how you feel or whether you carry, you don't carry, or you believe in guns, you don't believe in guns. Um, you know, I, um, my, my, um, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she, she used to look at marijuana and consider marijuana, uh, like a serious drug. Like if you, if you smoked pot, that was a serious drug, like just like cocaine and uh, and heroin or crystal meth, uh, um, you know, it, 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 there was no difference. Um, and it, that, I believe that was a generation. You know, I think that was a generation of those '60s uh, kids there, those those baby boomers um, that were at Woodstock. And uh, you know, you had a you had a um, an adult generation that didn't have uh, actually, you know, what they were seeing. Right, what they were watching and what they were seeing were these kids that were just completely like just, just, just tripping on on LSD and acid, um, and smoking pot. So they see the way they're acting with the LSD, but they see that they're smoking the pot, and it kind of got that reputation. You know, marijuana was like thought to be, um, or had that that reputation, um, um that it was dangerous, that it was, that it was like, uh, like an acid, you know, it had that stigma. Um, and you know, I, I only bring her up because I remember how passionate she was about it. Like just the idea that you would smoke marijuana, um, was terrible. You know, it was a, like a federal offense. Um, but you know, now you have a generation of people, uh, that don't feel that way. Uh, I think, um, like even myself, at, at my age, I think the people in my age group, most most people in my age group, um, either smoke or know someone who does. Um, it really doesn't look at it, look, look at it as you know, like like a it's more of a casual, um, you know, beer drinking kind of uh, thing as opposed to um, like a like an acidy kind of I'm gonna pop a, an E and roll with you uh, type of thing. So the same goes, I think. Um, you know, with guns, I think, you know, th- that stigma, um, you hope, um, you know, people will, will, will learn, um, that, um, you know, th- there is a compromise, you know, there is a way to, to make it work. And, you know, I, you know, I hate to, to sound like the solution is simple, but in reality, it really is. Uh, it, it it's knowing who it, I cannot go get my driver's license. Without going to school, right? I gotta go to school. I think I gotta do some online stuff. Then I gotta go to um, a class, a couple of classes, right? Then I gotta get in a car and I gotta drive with an instructor, right? Like whatever that costs, right? At, at, at any time, right, that I'm going through this process to get my driver's license, if I act or I do things while I'm driving, <clears throat> that appear that they are unsafe, um, radical, uh, hysterical, uh, unreasonable, then at some point, whether it be the 
instructor in the classroom or the instructor in the car or even the um, examiner uh, at the TMV, they're not going to give me my license. They're going to say, hey, listen, man, you can't drive because you're dangerous. So we're not going to give you a license. This is the same thing, guys. You go through the process. You fill out the application. You have the interview. Uh, and have a conversation with the, you know, the the application uh, reviewer. And, and they decide whether or not you are fit to have a firearm. Like, is that not the process everywhere? I... Uh, like Texas, Steve, I'm asking you. Steve, is in Texas, do you need to go get a light? Do I need to apply for my license to carry? Or no, I just go get a gun anywhere with my driver's license. I think in Maine, I think in Maine, it's the same thing. You can walk in that place and just, with a license, I can buy a gun, walk out. So that's where I think the, the problem lies. Um, it's got to be the same everywhere, whether it's Massachusetts, whether it's Kansas, whether it's Wyoming. Um, speaking of Wyoming, Kanye West just bought a $14 million ranch there. <laughs> He's going to start some cult. Check it out. You got to go see it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful ranch. It's got a bunch of buildings on it. it I, I swear to you, when you look at it, you're going to think uh, commune. <laughs> Maybe the whole Kardashian family will move out there. Who knows? That'd be great. See you later. Don't let the door hit you. But I'll tell you, Kanye, man, as crazy as he is, the guy just, uh, wow, he's got like a gazillion followers on Instagram. Like, like they're so popular. You know, no matter what he does. And don't get me wrong. Listen, I am, uh, when it comes to music, I am, a, I am a slut. I listen to everything. I listen to, when I tell you I listen to everything, I listen to everything. Okay, Ghetto Boys, I, I listen to Ghetto Boys. Okay, Eric Clapton, I listen to Eric Clapton. I listen to everything across the board. Andre Bocelli, listen to him. Michael Boublier, yeah, all right. I'm comfortable with my manhood, to admit it. I like a little Michael. So. That's, um... That's that's pretty much it. I mean, you can keep talking about it. You can... can you can keep trying to deliver a message, drive it home, um, but ultimately people are going to do and feel the way that they feel. I, yeah, again, I, I struggle with these conversations because um, I, I've never, I, I, again, I've never lost someone directly to an event like this, uh, like, you know, like you know, the, the, the nightclub shooting or uh, this Walmart event. So, I, you know, I hate to even comment on these things like these mass shootings, but I, you know, one thing obvious to me is taking away someone's ability to protect themselves is never a good idea. Making decisions in the heat of the moment is never a good idea. Those things I know for sure. And I think that uh, we all need to feel the same way and we should all be very cautious. And, and whenever somebody wants to take something, you know, years and years and years ago when I worked, um, I did bridge demolition. Um, I was young. Uh, I worked for a company called JB Fay Company. They were uh, based out of Pennsylvania. I, mean, I traveled up and down the east coast of the country. Um, I saw some 
really cool stuff and uh you know did some really dangerous work but joe uh joe was my operator um was an old timer i mean i'm sure he's gone um rest in peace joe um but i remember him telling to me him saying to me listen no matter what you do in life remember never let anyone take what's already yours the moment someone takes it from you they're going to come back for more and that resonated with me um then and it resonates with me now and i um i often find myself um repeating that and just putting myself in check and remembering remembering that and i and i and i've made that um a mantra that um has helped me help helped me in my life i i have been there i have been in that situation i have been employed and in a situation where um, my employer attempted to take something that was mine, whether it was, you know, our 401k match, you know, hey, we used to match you 6%, now we're going to match you 4%, and then we're going to match you 3%. Um, or the, hey, listen, you know, we were paying you uh, X amount of dollars uh, per hour, but we're going to change, and now we're going to pay you X amount uh, per flat rate. <laughs> Uh, the answer was always no. The answer was always no. Uh, if you want to give me a promotion, I'll take it. If you want to give me a little bit more money, I'll take it. But the moment you come to me and you tell me that you're taking something from me, uh, then then you and I have a problem, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to work something out, or we're not gonna work something out at all. That's just to me. That's just the way it needs to be. Uh, you can't allow anyone to come in. And take what you've worked so hard for. Regardless, if it looks good on paper somewhere, doesn't mean that um, it gives anybody the right to come in and take what you're worth uh, is. And I think that, you know, regardless of what, it doesn't matter whether it's work, whether whatever it is you're doing in your life, uh, when you allow someone to um, direct or uh, change your direction, then you lose. So don't let, don't ever let anybody do that. Don't let anybody take what's yours. Keep it. Keep it. No matter what, no matter how ridiculous or how minuscule or how insignificant it may seem at the time, um, it always starts with something small. You know, nobody ever comes in and just takes your your whole house. You know, they they'll start with something small. They take a brick, you know, and then they take another brick, and before you know it, you got nothing. Um, so I uh, I invite you to um, to apply that. To apply that uh, that thought and that process that uh, you know what you've worked for so hard is yours and keeping it. Uh, so that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this uh, this episode. Um, I you know again I I hate to to be a Debbie Downer and 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 talk about you know some of these topics that are not like super uh, exciting or um, you know even comical. But uh, I think these are things that we just need to talk about and get out of the way. Um, so that we can pay, pay uh, we can pave the way uh, for the future of the podcast. Um, because you know, I uh, although uh, seems timid at this point, guys. I um, uh, contrary to that, I'm very open-minded, um, uh, very op- op- outspoken, uh, and uh, I typically 
don't have a problem saying uh, or speaking the way that I feel. So um, yeah, I think those times are coming. Um, again, I, I think that our relationship is still new and still fresh. Uh, I think in the world of uh, um, relationships, I think we're, this is our fifth date. Uh, so maybe a little second base, maybe. You guys give me a little second base. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Little second base. Listen, guys, give me a little second base. Hashtag second base. Um, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, hit me up on uh, Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I say we. It's just me. There's no we. It's me. Um, hit me up, man. Uh, send a comment over. Uh, comment on the podcast. Let me know what you guys think. I'm busting my ass over here, man. I'm trying to give you guys uh, it's a good product, give you uh, some something to think about, giving you some entertainment, some some ear porn. Uh, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying this. Uh, again, summer is out, guys. Summer is out. Fall is coming. Uh, winter time, spend more time in the house. And how exciting, if you are a Patriots fan, before I go, if you are a Patriots fan, so real quick, Antonio Brown, right? Signs a one-year, $9 million deal with the New England Patriots. He just left the Raiders. He just left the Raiders. I don't. I mean, all kinds of drama with this guy. I mean, the guy, from what I understand, is a douchebag. Um, and I've I've had some um, some time to look at some of the video and uh, um, social media with him. And uh, again, from from what I understand, he's work he's worked hard. Look, he's looking to win. Uh, and somehow the Raiders uh, let him go for some altercation that took place, and the Patriots picked him up, and they announced it this afternoon. So <laughs> you got uh, you got Gordon, uh, you got Edelman, uh, and now you got Brown, uh, and so and you have Tom Brady uh, at the helm, guys. Like, I is this number seven? I mean, hey, listen, the first game of the season is tomorrow. I don't want to jinx nobody, but man, are we talking seven? Seven Super Bowls for Tom Brady? Is that, what, is that what we're talking about here? Because if this guy can stay healthy, I mean, how do you stop him? How do you stop the Patriots? You can't. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, by far, this has got to be the best group of wide receivers that Tom Brady has ever thrown to at one given time, guys. So, I mean, I'm not talking, you know, obviously, right? I mean, I get it. I, 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 I realize the the talent that he's thrown to, but, uh, I mean, together, one given time, to have these three, um, I think that's absolutely amazing. $9 million, the possibility, he can win, he can actually, uh, not win, he can actually earn up to 15 million. I mean, you know what, Bill? Bill, we trust. Bill Belichick, you are a genius, man. I don't know how the fuck you do it, but you do it every time, and it, it, it I love watching. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm excited. We're going to roll over Pittsburgh. No offense, my Pittsburgh fans, but we're going to roll over Pittsburgh. Uh, and start the season on the right foot, man. Everybody's healthy. We're good to go. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Right? Good times. Good times. Have some buffalo wings, a little chip and dip, some delicious, right? Delicious. I'm excited. So, um, go Pats. Uh, happy Saturday. Uh, enjoy your Sunday. Uh, hoping that... Um, you know, I could record another one real soon. Let's see. You know, I, I keep, you know, I keep struggling again. Like I said, I'm, I feel selfish. I want to bring somebody in. I would love to have Rachel on the show. I just got to get her in here. 
you know, it's like one of those things, like, again, it's, you, you, you just got to get to that point where you just do it, you know, I, 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 I remember saying in the first episode, I sat in front of the mic 10 times before I, before I pressed the record button, and now I just sit down, and, um, I hit the record button, and just, and here I am, guys, I just, I deliver, uh, trying to deliver the best I can, so, uh, I hope to see you guys uh, on the next one. Um, I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, again, shout out to um, Drama City Productions, hashtag Drama City Productions, uh, and those guys. Um, a couple other guys, too, podcasting. Um, Lazy Stoner, uh, he's hilarious. Um, um, these guys, um, uh, Po Boys, P.O. Boys Podcast. Um, funny, funny shit, man. If you, if you guys want to listen to some good stuff, um, and get away from the mainstream shit, you know, all that, that, all that commercial bullshit. It's just commercials, commercials, commercials. I, I tend, I don't even go in that. I, I, I love the, the rawness of these, these young podcasts and these, um, these homegrown podcasts, stuff like what I'm doing, um, where it's people coming on and just, they're just funny. They're real. Um, and you you realize how much we all have in common. Um, you're in you're in this this this, this fishbowl, uh, and uh, I guess you know you're looking for that uh, commonality amongst your peers, right? I mean, we're all in this this podcast world, and um, you guys are listening and uh, um, just participating and, and being a part of the social media end of it, and it's really exciting. It's good stuff, man. I'm I'm really excited. I'm so glad that I can do this and. Um, I get the support of my family and my friends, and um, I just, I can't wait to, what's next, right? Like, I I, I don't know, what's next? I, I, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm working on it. Like I said, I got more sticky notes than I know what to do with. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll come up with it, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it, and I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it great. I'll do whatever I can to keep you guys listening, to keep the show real, to keep the show fresh. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, just going a little over an hour. Um, I hope that this finds you well, and I look forward to uh, um, getting back on here and um, uh, broadcasting to you guys again uh, real soon. Uh, one last time, again, hit us on Twitter, hit us on Instagram, comment on the show, please subscribe, tell your friends, tell everybody. Um, and until next time, uh, remember, all roads lead here. <laughs>